This is Margaret Coleman Frankowitz with another episode of Diabetic Survival and one of my besties in West Virginia. Hi, Persia. Hey, everyone. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, we decided we picked a topic. You know, we, we had a hat and we just decided, decided to actually pick mental health. So, mental health is something that we all have to deal with, right? Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> so. And also, we want to apologize for the last show. Uh, I'm going to try to talk into the mic because I was kind of maybe for, further away. And I am kind of soft-spoken. But, yeah, mental health, um, what do we want to say about it? It's something I deal with. Um, I see a psychiatrist and a therapist, not as much as I should. Um, yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, I see a, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen them in a while. The therapist, I only went to one appointment and then I didn't go back because I just didn't feel a connection. So next time I call, I'm going to see if I can get a different therapist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I like the psychiatrist. You like the psychiatrist? Yeah. Um, I don't want to be dependent on medication though. I do take antidepressants, but it's only been for a few months. I hope I, it's not going to be a long time, but. It's crazy because um, a few months ago I went out to eat with one of my friends and with two of my friends and one of their boyfriends and we were sitting there we were talking and we were like oh I'm on this medicine and they're like oh I'm on this medicine and the other ones I'm on this one and then I'm on this one and I was just thinking well why are all of us so heavily medicated and just so freaking depressed? Yeah, you know that probably would be a good indication that. Maybe yeah. there's something wrong with our society. Well, um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, if everybody that you know is on medication, um, some people need it, some people don't. I, you know, depression is, is kind of interesting because this is one of the things I've learned about depression. Depression is normal. Like, let's say somebody dies. Mm-hmm. It's normal to be depressed after something like that happens. It's completely normal to express your emotions after for instance somebody dies like i've talked about my friend doug on the podcast now you don't you haven't you don't know this but Mm -hmm. i've talked to you a little bit about doug and how he was a close friend of mine and unfortunately something tragic did happen to him and he did die and it it was very depressing for me for a long period of time they say that if depression goes on for longer than a year or six months or whatever, and you're not doing anything that's affecting your work and stuff, that you might need medication, right? Right. So, and that's that's normal. It's okay. It's okay to be depressed. Um, if you're depressed short term, you probably don't need medication. But if you do long term... Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um So... I mean, it's it's there to um, give you the support that you need. And we all of us are deficient of something, you know, all of us. I mean, if, if anybody's going out there saying that you're perfect in anything, um, there's a problem. Now, I went to my doctor. Like, for instance, I've suffered with anxiety in the past. And so I went to my doctor, and my doctor prescribed me medication. I was on medication back in my uh, 20s and 30s really? for anxiety. Really? Um, well, it was a job I was doing actually that was actually causing anxiety and I didn't want to stop what I was doing. So I was driving a bus through a construction zone continuously for years 
And I was always, I was more, more fightingly, more to fightingly mm-hmm. afraid that I was going to like crash into um, construction zone or because the thing was, I was driving around in circles at the airport, which is crazy enough as it is, right? And I was afraid something was going to happen with one of my passengers and that I'd lose my job and all this other kind of stuff. So where I'd fall asleep at the wheel, I mean, it was a totally crazy job, something that I worked 10 hours a day, four days a week. I, I, I did not do overtime doing the job because it was a job at night. And um, I, I literally felt like I was going crazy. When you're, when you're making 50 circles a night, picking up passengers, dropping them off, having crazy people drive in front of your bus to where you have to actually stop your bus or crush the vehicle in front of you, or um, you know, hurt somebody in, in the back of your 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 vehicle of the bus. It was a constant threat to my um, security mm-hmm. or, or to the safety of the type of job that I was actually doing. So um, the doctor actually put me in, on anxiety medication so that I could actually do my job because otherwise I was totally stressing out. Now this is a really funny thing about the anxiety medication that he put me on. I finally came off of it when I realized that I could actually watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and not flinch. I had no emotions. That's not good. No. So I realized it was doing more damage. That's how I feel too sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it calms me down but it almost makes me feel like I don't want to leave my house. Like I, I that's just a side effect like I just I don't know if it makes me feel like I don't have any emotion, but maybe that that's what it is. Like I, I, I don't want to leave my house. I don't know, and I think it's a side effect of the medicine. It might be. But I mean, there are people that just do not leave their house because they fear they're germaphobics, for instance. Um, I have a friend. I'm not going to name any names or anything of that nature, but like for instance, she refuses to use public restrooms. Yeah. I kind of don't blame her on that one, but, you know, sometimes you have to make do, especially in the world of work, you have to just bear through it and just get over it. Um, Like phobias, for instance, and and what you're talking about is a type of phobia. I had an aunt at one period of time before she passed on Mm -hmm. who had the phobia of going outside. She wouldn't go outside. As a matter of fact, somebody knocked on her door, she wouldn't answer the door. Really? No, you had to call her, and if she decided to answer the phone... Then she might answer the door. See, I wish I could be like that. I have one friend who, she's my friend and I do love her to death. But, like, sometimes if I go long periods without not answering, she will knock on my door. But I'm not going to, like, not answer it. I'll answer the door and be nice. But mm-hmm. I hate when people do that. But yeah. I, like, I, I would do this. Like, I, I don't say there's anything wrong with your aunt not answering the door for somebody coming over uninvited. Well, am I, am I going off track? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, because it's still we're still talking about mental type disorders, right? But see, at the same time, and you know, I've taken psychology, and no, I'm not a psychologist. Okay, so don't take this literally. This is just a diabetic girl rambling on with her best, her new bestie. Okay, so, so the thing is, is like, um, I'm gathering my thoughts here, people. I can't actually stop this. But when somebody's knocking at your door, I mean, I I usually answer it. But, (laughs) okay, so I got this crazy neighbor. I'm not naming any names either because, you know, I don't want to, like, embarrass these people Mm -hmm. because these people are a little bit crazy. You know, 
we're all a little bit crazy. Right. My neighbor seems to think that anytime I'm home, she has permission to knock on my door every single time. Oh my god. I've got one of those neighbors. What does she want? Um <laughs> she's got some problems. Yeah. So, um I don't know if I should go in about it or not, but she actually they actually placed her in that place because she didn't have a home. Yeah. Right? So she got into this housing. Um, she just needs some special care. And for whatever reason, she knocks on my door, asks me if I have stuff. Like, she'll ask me, do you have any extra clothes? <laughs> what? Yeah. She'll, she'll do that. Yeah. Or she'll knock on my door. Do you have any food? Yeah. And, of course, I'm going to give it to her. She's my neighbor. And, you know, Jesus did say love your neighbor. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. Right? Or she'll knock on my door and ask me, I'm bored. Can you come over and watch a movie with me? Knowing that I don't watch TV. I, I mean, sometimes I'll go to the movies, but, you know, and I absolutely love the movies. Don't get me wrong about that. But I, I don't have a TV set at home. I don't. I, I just don't want a TV set. I will actually game. I like gaming. You know what? That's probably a new hobby I want to actually try, too. Maybe that will calm me down. I... And maybe start gaming with people. <laughs> I, it's, it's a hobby. I mean, there are people that play game ops if you're into that kind of stuff. I used to be into The Sims, like, when I was in my 30s. I loved The Sims. You like The Sims? I've heard about it. Oh, you've just... You're not ever I've getting off the computer. It. Okay, so we need to set up a I desk for a, you and, like, well, a... I need to buy a laptop. I've been meaning to buy a laptop. I can do it with, with a laptop, right? Yeah. Is like a virtual life? Yeah, it's it's something like that. But, I mean, I think they actually have it online now, too. So... You can do it online. You can get like the subscription and pay thousands of dollars, just like I did, and waste you your money. Thousands on it. Oh, of dollars. Oh God, yes, I did. I <laughs> that did. That is crazy. Well, no, I'll tell you what was really crazy about this. Okay, <laughs> is the fact that I thought I was being slick, and so I took all my discs and I stuck them in a special folder, right? Mm-hmm. And then I threw all the jewel cases away. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that, people. Okay. The reason being is because there's a code on there. And if you don't have the code, now you can't access your online games. Mm-hmm. And you can't play them either. Because it's not the computer's not going to let you do that. Yeah. So I lost thousands of dollars. Like, I had that for like a year and then no more. That was back in 2005. So I hate The Sims now. But really? I love The Sims. Yeah. And do you, so like, in The they're... Sims, do you have control? Yeah, you can life? kill your Sims if you wanted to. But like, but you don't have control over other Sims. Other people have control over the, those Sims, right? Yeah, those, those those are their Sims. You know, you have and your. And you just Sims have like and, a community, and you guys just live together, and what? Just do whatever. Yeah, you got a community. You can live together, and like, does it ever get boring? No, because you can like make babies and stuff. You know, your Sims like go do the deed or whatnot, and then like. So you guys like 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 I'm a Sim, you and then breed them. Do, do I have the choice of rejecting somebody if I don't want them? Yeah, you can name them Johnny Depp and then reject them, yes. Well, why would I, why would I name them if somebody else has control over them already? Well, no, you have control over your own Sims. You would name them, and then you can do whatever you want to with them. You're manipulating their life. Like, you're but possessing their But then other Sims are, pres- are, have other people controlling them. Well, they do, but they have the, the option to reject you or not. Okay. Like, just like real life, which sucks. 
Yeah. So, you know, you know, <laughs> what, like, okay, so, oh, you know, speaking of real life relationships and stuff, mm-hmm. I like, this is, this is mind pondering. And I know we're still on, on mm-hmm. mental health, you know, yeah. we're still on this. What is up with these guys choosing these chicks that actually hate men? Really? Like, yeah, mean? because, like, these, like, I've known women mm-hmm. that, like, the only reason why they married this dude is because this dude pursued her, right? And they hate men because they go out and they cheat on them and they drink and they well, some do men, all this stuff. And I, I mean, this goes with women. I mean, this goes with men, too. Some people are attracted to others who are wild Like, the exact opposite of what they are. Maybe, yeah. It's like somebody who's, like, totally wrong for them. Like, and then they'll reject the person that was totally good for them, right? Yeah. It's like that saying. Like, nice they could be God's gift or whatnot to this person. <laughs> and they're going to reject the person that was perfect for them and then go for this wild Have onion. you experienced this before? Oh, gosh, yes. Let me, let me try to rack my brain and think of, if I've experienced that. Okay, rack your brain. No. Yeah. No? I don't know. What about? I don't know. Well, yes. Well, the last, po- well, what would I talk about last like, podcast? Like the last guy who well, didn't he, call you back. Oh, that guy? Yeah. He's a wild onion. Yeah. But I don't, I think my ego was hurt. And then, you know, that one thing that happened, I told, I can't say it on. Yeah, I'm we sorry. can't say it. Like, this too much. But it was, I, I, I felt, I felt uh, unsafe. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I wanted to call. Call him. You know that's kind of the main reason. You know, I don't know. I can't explain. I okay, just... so what what is up with guys not calling women back? I mean, like, what the heck is up with that? So, or calling them by a different name. I know. For instance, it's like, um, yeah, my name's Margaret. You've only known me since uh, I don't know, nineteen ninety nine, and you can't even call me by my name. You piece of garbage. I mean. What happened to you? Who, who's well, possessing you know, your body I'm, right now? I'm, I've just decided after today, I'm no more self pity. I'm not going to pit, put. I'm I'm just going to take control over my life from now on. Yeah, I think you should. I am. I'm going to be in control over. And you know what? I'm not perfect. I do bad things to people, and and sometimes people no, do don't. bad things to me. And uh, whatever. I th- I think you're perfect. Thank you. I think you are too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're best friends. We're besties now. We're just cha- we need to quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know my my podcast listeners know I smoke cigarettes, and now now you know that Persia smokes cigarettes too. Okay. Okay. So speaking of mental health, I'm going to talk about cigarettes. <laughs> Go ahead. This is something that we shouldn't be doing, right? Smoking yeah. cigarettes. Yeah. But we do anyways, right? So. I was actually looking at benefits, and I actually did a podcast about this one time, too, about cigarettes. And I I think I have to, like, not talk about this, but I am going to talk about this because it was so funny. I was really irritated one day because somebody was, like, knocking around people who smoke cigarettes, right? Yeah. So it's just like, and, and cigarette smokers get tired of it. We get tired of the doctors telling us to quit smoking. We get tired of co-workers or employers telling us to stop smoking when they have no business you know mm-hmm. being in our tobacco smoke in the first place right it's like you know what if you don't like our smoke stop standing in the smoker section okay come on give me a break oh my god uh, i agree with that 
Or or what about like places that will say have a sign that says no smoking, but then have a freaking ashtray right there? You know, I think that's funny as heck because they don't really mean it, but they have to have it up for insurance reasons, maybe. But I don't know. I feel like all people's spaces need to be respected. People who smoke and people who don't smoke. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm going to go into like a field of children. What do they call it? A playground? Yeah. And start smoking cigarettes. Like, here, let me get my cigar out and start smoking in front of all of your children. Because I have no respect for your children. But then why is it that mothers will have their kids walk in a smoking section? Like, you know that there's smokers out front, but yet... You're going to put your children in that and have them while you're having a conversation with a smoker? Like, think about your child, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, and then you're going to complain about the smokers. But I do nice. try to be, I do try to be mm. a bit considerate. Like, I don't know. I, I definitely, even if I see an ashtray in front of an establishment, I don't want to stand directly outside that establishment. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, a, that's where you actually put the cigarette out. That's where you go. Like, um, like if I go to, like, a convenience store or whatnot, I'm standing on the side of the building. Yeah. So, even though the ashtray is, like, in front of the doorway, um, what I'll do is I'll have my cigarette on the side of the building, right? I'll, I'll, I'll flick my little ash butt out, and then I'll take my cigarette butt, and I will place it in the cigarette, you know, the cigarette, you know, holder thingy. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that's really irritating is there are cigarette smokers out there that will just toss their butts on the ground right mm-hmm. and so the ground is littered with cigarette butts and so you know the poor like speedway guy he's yeah. picking up butts in the parking lot and i'm feeling bad for him but i actually take my cigarette butt and i place it in the appropriate container i'm mm-hmm. not going to flick my cigarette butt on the ground just because there's a million others i'm just not going to do that right it's called consideration yeah so um as a matter of fact, I had a problem with somebody. Like I, I just did it as like kind of like a social experiment one day at my own apartment complex, mm-hmm. and I actually like there were cigarette butts like out front and stuff like that. So I took my cigarette butt and I just like put it out on the ground and left it. Right, mm-hmm. I did that like five different times, and somebody like somebody oh, there's eyes everywhere. I'm telling you, okay. <laughs> And they decided they were going to open my door and place my cigarette butts inside my car. Oh, my God. Like, these psycho asshole people, right? It's like, okay, so I obviously, at the apartment complex that I live at, I have to lock my doors because there's some piece of crap out there that's willing to (laughs) open open up my car doors to put the cigarette butts inside my car. Now, nothing was missing. Yeah, I was so he must of. be like a really yeah. big, like eco-friendly. I don't know if that's the right word. No, litter. they're just freaking crazy. You know, people yeah. around there are just crazy. They're not going to steal anything without permission, which is kind of funny. I actually like my first week at my apartment complex, and this was a year and a half ago. Um, some guy came past and he saw a bucket and a mop out front. A guy had just died in the <gasps> apartment. I know, right? And he can't. He saw me because there's nobody else out, right? And I'm like on the other side of the apartment complex. He came all the way to the other side of the apartment complex to see if he could have a mop and bucket since it didn't seem like anybody wanted it because they left it outside their door. Mm. Oh my god! What? I'm like, dude. People live here, okay? <laughs> that is obviously there for a reason. Right. And he's like, well, they wouldn't have left it outside if they wanted it. So I was just asking your permission if I could take it. 
And I finally told the guy, I'm like, no, I think they're still mopping up the blood from the dead body. I, right. I just went out and said it. Yeah. Because it was like such a off the wall. I mean, glad he was polite and all, but at the same time, it wasn't my property to actually give to him. Right. So I was a little bit weirded out why he would actually ask. Now, mm-hmm. back to my neighbor. Like, she's asked, okay, I gotta talk about the things that she's asked for, okay? Okay. So she's asked for jewelry. She's asked for clothes. <laughs> she has never asked for money. She doesn't need my money. Yeah. So this woman doesn't need money. She makes more than I do, okay? Yeah. Um, but she's asked for shoes. She's asked for socks. She's asked for, do I have any extra toothbrushes? What? Do I have any brushes? Like, she doesn't care if they're used or whatever. She just, that's what she wants. She, she like, asks me for stuff all the time. What does she do with these things? And why? She uses them. And then she throws them away. Like, one time, I just decided not to give her any more clothes because, okay, this is weird. <laughs> she asked me for clothes, so I figured if I gave her a bunch of clothes out of my closet, because I have very limited space. Mm-hmm. I need, it was driving me crazy. I love my clothes, but obviously I have too many clothes for my, my apartment, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like going, okay, you know what? I'm going to go crazy and give her like a hundred items. And I did. Mm. She took half of the items that she didn't want anymore. And I gave her hangers too, by the way, to go along with it. And they were scattered all over the alley in the back. Every single last one of them. And some of those were suede, Mm. suede leather. And they're just like, like, I don't know what happened. Like, it looked like a... Like, it exploded all over the alley. My clothes were laying all over the back of the alley. (laughs) Oh, my God. And, well, the hangers were non-existent. And I went into her apartment, and, you know, I'm like, oh, I I see you cleaned up the place. This is how I put it. I'm like, oh, I see you cleaned up the place, because now her place looks vacant. Mm -hmm. Like, everything that I've given her has disappeared. Mm -hmm. And she has a TV set in front of the closet, because she doesn't use it. I gave her a bunch of hangers so she could put her clothes in the closet. She refuses to clean, to clean out the closet because she believes there's rats in her closet. It, oh, does she have men- Oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah, she has So, we're talking health. mental issues. So, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about her because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not giving her name or anything. Mm-hmm. You guys don't know where I live. And if you do, shame on you. You should be listening. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, she believes she had rats in her, her closet for the longest time, for like a year or something. She's like, oh, they run around all over the place. It's like that. <laughs> so I called her social worker. And I'm like, um, you might want to up her medication a little bit. <laughs> this isn't funny. Oh, my God. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I, if you I'm knew her, she, you'd be okay. No, yeah. it's okay to laugh. If you knew her, she's hilarious. She is. I love her to death, but she's crazy. And it's okay. Mm. Because we all go through challenges. And and that just that just goes to show what trauma can do to a person because I don't think she was always like that, but I think that she she had taken some substances that kind mm. of made her a little bit crazy. And that always makes it worse. And I think that well, I I don't think people understand that either. I mean, I I actually worked um, in the mental health field mm-hmm. where people had taken substances that they thought were like marijuana and they ended up being laced with something else and i don't know if people actually know the dangers of what these things can do to you but it can literally turn you into a vegetable and you have to be careful so that is true 
that's one of the reasons why regulation is so important, like California actually legalizing weed was actually a good thing because, I mean, they've been lacing pot for like the longest time, right? Um, I had an ex who did it. He actually had, he was a drug dealer and he had actually laced it with something. It, I think it was uh, crystal meth or something. Oh my God. And if you're just smoking pot, you don't want to be smoking crystal meth. If you're like one of those purists and it's just like, okay, pot's all natural. Like, why the hell do you want it laced with crystal meth, right? Or some of these other drugs, which are so much more serious. It's really scary. And, you know, she, she'll she do any drug. She doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She's one of those types. And so something happened along the way where, like... Like, me just trying to have a conversation with her is absolutely, totally crazy. Yeah. And this woman's on medication. I know because her nurse comes by and gives her her medication. So she she actually has a caseworker, right, that actually oh gives God. her her medication. But she'll do other substances as well. Oh, so she's still doing drugs. Oh, she doesn't, she doesn't realize what she's doing. She's not all there, okay? Yeah. She's not all there. She tries. She has a kind heart, but she doesn't know what she's doing, right? So God help her. But she sat there and she's she's asked me some off the wall questions. Really? Like, oh my goodness! Okay, when I was working three jobs, I was driving people, I was delivering food, I was doing telemarketing, and she's here asking me what it's like to be a prostitute. <laughs> What? Like, How the hell would I know? <laughs> I have no freaking clue. Where did that come from? Out of left field. And I'm like, she's like, well, that's what I'm thinking. She's like, they told me I need to get a job, so I think I'm going to be a prostitute. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I think that's something that somebody does in desperation. I don't think that's something that somebody would do, like, on purpose. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm being too judgmental. No, you're know. not. No, you're not. So, um, she would ask me these off the wall weird questions. Is she older questions. or younger? Uh, she's around the same age I am. So, like, uh, she's been around the block. So, or one time I told her, I'm like, hey, I dropped 12 pounds. Yeah. You know what she tells me? What? Oh, well, you still got a gut on you. I'm like, that oh, is, thank you so much. That is Like, mean. are you jealous or something? Or Yeah. Is yeah, she thin? she's... No, she's not. No. No, she thinks... No, she's... She's told me she's needed to lose weight. I'm like, okay. I watched her balloon probably gain some weight. No, I'm not going to say how much, but it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't put her on a scale. But, um... It sounds like I'm being mean to her, but I'm not really being well, mean Well, she her. said she's, something mean. She's a mean lady. She doesn't even realize... She doesn't realize why I don't want to actually go over there and talk to her. It's because everything she says, she's like, oh, hey, come on over so I can smash you. <laughs> so, I mean, that's her attitude towards me. So, I mean, it's just like, do you want, she's like, I want you to come over and visit. I'm like, I'm busy. Oh, my God. And she knocks on your door all the time. Oh, and she knocks on my door all the time. But what's really weird is when I hear people knocking on her door. I in the middle of the freaking night, 2 o'clock in the morning. And she discussed it. A week later, and she's like, "You know those guys who were knocking on my door?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why were they knocking on your door?" She's like, "I don't know. I didn't open the door." 
but she had a conversation to, about she was going to become a prostitute the oh, day before. Oh, no. There was like a gaggle of men coming over, <laughs> I guess. To So I, I think she might be maybe suffering from multiple personalities or something. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some, some issues that, you know, people need to be aware of. And, uh, God, it's just always good to check in. Yeah. Like, if you think that... Yeah, Something's when your wrong. mental health deteriorates like that, it's really scary. Like, Yeah, it is. It really is. And she's talked about moving, and I thought that was kind of weird, too. Because she's in a safe environment. She has her own place. She doesn't have to worry about the boogeyman there. She's not on the streets anymore. And who knows? God only knows what she had to deal with when she was on the streets. Right? And um, we're talking about depression stuff. I mean, it's easy for us. It's like, oh, okay, we're depressed. Let's take a pill. Yeah. You know, we're, we're treating it that way. But um, some of us really do suffer from depression. Yeah. And we need to find ourselves, you know. We need to find our happy, our joy, our peace. Um, one of the things that that really kind of broke my heart was the fact that, um, well, we talked about relationships in the last episode, right? But, you know, I'll talk a little bit about my, well, I called him my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Maybe he didn't see me as his girlfriend, but considering how long we had been together, I was his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I don't care what he says. But when he had called me somebody else's name, Mm -hmm. which happened to be the same name that was my um, ex-husband's new girlfriend quote unquote yeah okay wait let's talk about the noise no. for a minute no it's okay because I don't I don't want to be okay let's not talk about the noise okay mm-hmm. okay that was just the drill okay yeah. so <laughs> talk about but he he did tell me, like, there were certain things he did tell me, like, he was depressed and stuff of that nature. And I, I took that personally, like, I was causing a depression or something. But when he called me somebody else's name as well, mm-hmm. he, he may have, like, I, I keep trying to recollect, like, maybe I caused him to um, mm-hmm. call me somebody else's name and that's where our relationship dissolved or whatnot. Um but maybe he was suffering from depression as well. And he had told me. He's like, I'm depressed. But um, there's not really a lot that I can do about that. You know, it's, it's something where another person cannot fix that unless they're yeah, a clinical true. psychologist, unless they're a doctor. And yeah. sometimes you just have to find your joy. And if, if, it's a, if it's just a short-term depression, like I was suffering from a short-term depression... Because, um, you know, years ago when my, when my friend died, um, I suffered a short-term depression. I had to work through that. That was something I could work through. But sometimes a long-term depression, sometimes you can't pinpoint exactly what's causing that. And that's yeah. when, and it, when it's actually stopping your productivity from work, if it's affecting your life to where it's affecting your friendships, etc. That's when you might need to actually go on medication. So... And uh, there's a lot of people on medication now because they can't fix their problems. I think that when if certain issues get resolved, though, that's something that um, 
when that's when the doctor will say, okay, you probably don't need this anymore. But like the anxiety medication, that's something that I stopped on my own, which was... What were you taking, if you don't mind me asking? I can't even pronounce it, but whatever it was, it was good. It worked. As a matter of fact, it was the same medication that the doctor who gave it to me, he was taking for himself for his own anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, he could definitely see that I had a problem with anxiety. He saw it because of the same pattern that he had when he was actually attending med school, which is extremely stressful. And that's how he got through med school, was actually taking that anxiety medication. And it was something that was actually working so that I could actually do my job. So mm-hmm. it was one of those really weird things that I just could not pronounce. Now, it's something that I probably would go on now, but I can't even remember what it was. Otherwise, I'd go on it now. <laughs> so, um, and that's just because I do still suffer from anxiety. And that's where you get the heart palpitations and you get the racing thoughts. And you think that there's literally a monster chasing you at all times. Like, um it's kind of like uh, you think sometimes you think everybody's out to get you sometimes just because certain things happen to you mm-hmm. that have no explanation. So what I mean by that is, for instance, let's say, um, oh, okay, my workplace, for instance. Of course, there were people that really were talking about me when I was doing nothing but being nice to them. Mm-hmm. And they took it wrong and thought I was a snob when I had other people spitting in front of my feet, telling me that I stank, even though I took a shower that day and wore deodorant. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy to me. It's like, how dare you be rude to me? You have no reason to be rude to me. I'm coming in and doing my job just like you're coming in and doing your job. But you're a little bit jealous because I'm a better salesperson than you. Actually apply yourself and maybe you'd be just as great as a salesperson as the next guy. Mm-hmm. You know? And stop thinking that just because I have the attention of the boss who's giving me a special project does not mean that, oh, I've had some, some horrible things told to me at work. And not even worth repeating on online or even thinking about, but... Um, There's just certain jobs that are just, they just have rotten people working there. I've had people cough on me. Oh, no. Like, literally, you know, they're irritated because I have, sometimes I have a slight cough because I'm a smoker, right? I've had people come up to me and cough in my face. Uh, Wendy's, for example. There were a-holes, assholes there that would come up to me. I had this one girl, she was like 17 or so. She'd come up to me and cough in my face. I finally went over to her. I said, you ever fucking do that again? I'm going to bitch slap you into next year. I don't care how old you are. I will go to jail. Because how dare you disrespect me and assault me with whatever you have in your mouth. No. Not happening. So, um... Yeah, I know Mm-mm. it sounds a little bit violent, but... You no, know. I understand. Coughing I mean, well, coughing on someone is assault. Yeah. So, I mean, if somebody has a smoker's cough, but they're in a cubicle, is it any of your fucking business? No. Yeah, you're not their doctor, so, I mean, let go. You know? It might be a little bit irritating to the office, but... you know, Or you hear somebody in the theater, and they're coughing. Some people just have allergies to certain things, okay? Like, uh dust Mm -hmm. 
Matter of fact, when the boss actually finally did get the office clean, I stopped coughing. Really? Yeah, I was allergic to dust in his office. I thought it was awfully strange because I thought it was a smoker's cough. How long did you work there for? Uh, not very long, a couple months. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I guess um, when we're talking about mental health issues, you may have your own things that you're suffering with, like anxiety or depression or bipolar or um, there's a whole list of different disorders. Just look at your DSM manual if you want to know. DSM is basically a uh, psychological book of different disorders that people can suffer from so not only do you have your own disorders that you have to suffer with but then other people have theirs as well they they have their own idiosyncrasies so um interestingly enough when i went to go back into this workplace by the way they all appeared to be normal i actually had people tell me they missed me mm-hmm and I was just kind of looking, I'm like, oh, I miss you too. And I'm here going, why am I saying this? I'm like, I don't, I didn't miss them at all when I left. Actually, when I quit, I forgot about all of them. I was so irritated by every single one and what they had done. And I'm here thinking, I started thinking about it. And I'm like going, maybe it's just because they were letting their own problems show with what they not only do what they did to me, but what they probably do to others. And maybe they didn't mean to actually do that to me or to offend me. And maybe I took it offensive. Maybe I took it in the wrong way. But okay, don't cough in my face. Don't spit at my shoes. Don't, uh, let's see, but don't blow smoke in my face. I mean, these were some really rude things. People don't have to get other people's attention by doing these things. Ew, yeah. Try being nice and say my shoes look nice or something. Don't be um, spitting in front of me to get my attention. That's just negative, you know? No, we, all, we have to be kind to each other. Right. Try our best. So I don't think that um, people really said that to be positive. They were just trying, they were trying to put on a good show. That's what they were doing. Yeah. So my parting with that company was great because I don't ever have to look back. But that's what they wanted. They wanted me out of there, so I was out of there. You know, I didn't care. You know, I have other jobs I I can actually work, but it's it's fine. Yeah, um Yeah, you don't have to worry about them. You'll never see them again. No, I refuse to care too much. I really did like the job that I was doing, though. I really did like working for the different charities. And the thing that that broke my heart is the fact that I supported those charities that they were actually working on. Mm -hmm. So that's the part that I actually miss. (laughs) So um, Doctors Without Borders, NAACP... um, ASPCA, I loved working for those charities. I loved supporting those charities. And so I can no longer do that there. I think it's great that they take uh, the majority of the funds that they actually raise and they actually give it to those charities. Now, did you know when it comes to charity work, for instance, back in the days, back in the 90s, they were lucky to see 4% of whatever was raised actually go to those charities. And that was not something I realized because I started in charities well, where way does the back remo- then. Where does the money go to then? 
administration. Is it still like that? No, not, at least not at SDA, not at the company that I was working. Um, I actually read on it, I found out that 86 cents for every dollar was actually going towards the charity. I think it was like 14% actually went to administrative costs and to the telemarketers who actually raised the money for these charities, Mm -hmm. which was more fair. Now, back in the days, um, like back in the 90s, I actually worked for this this place, this one charitable company. It was only for like a month. <coughs> mm. But they were paying a whole whopping $5 an hour. Okay, that doesn't sound like much, but minimum wage is more like three eighty five or something. So that would be the equivalent today of like making $15 an hour. Yeah. Okay. And so that was pretty good money. I found out that... Through this particular charity, only 4% was actually, (coughs) I wish I could pause this, I can't, (coughs) 4%, excuse me about that, excuse me audience, all right, back in service, so 4% was actually going to charity and the rest was going to the admin And I confronted them on that. That was something that you also saw with, um, <coughs> excuse me, terribly. That's something you also saw, saw with the police balls. So, like, for instance, people would raise money for the, the police departments so they could have fun or something. Mm-hmm. not sure. And only 4% went to them, and the rest went to the admin Smokers cough. Come on. (coughs) And it was incredibly crazy. So, yeah, I'll miss that. But, you know, moving on. So, talking about mental health and stuff of that nature. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. (coughs) Are you afraid you're going to catch my smokers cough here? No. Yes, you are. You should see her. She, like, every time I cough, I'm coughing into my freaking arm, elbow. <laughs> and she'll, she's backing up, like, six feet. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Okay, whatever. But, um, anyways. <laughs> so, I, I actually used to be a psych tech. I don't know if you knew that. No, what is a psych tech? That's somebody who takes care of people with mental disorders. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. So the psych tech actually takes care of people. They're the caretaker of people with mental disorders. Mm -hmm. That's why it's ironically funny that my next door neighbor, I mean, they, they kind of pulled a funny because the people that placed her there knew I used to work as a psych tech. <laughs> so, or if they didn't, then why did they tell me, keep an eye on her? <laughs> Which is exactly what I used to do as a psych tech. So, and I do, I actually still do it. It's, it's kind of like one of those volunteer jobs. Yeah. So I call them, like, if I think she needs more medication, I'm like, I let them know. I'm like, hey, you need to check her. Guaranteed she's going to get more medication, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Or, hey, she's inviting weird men into her apartment. Now, that's kind of interesting, too, okay? 
because um you know, she's not always there, but I think that's because she's taking some kind of substance or something. Yeah. I think that she's she might be doing illicit drugs or something. I don't know. Not really my business. Yeah. But I think it's affecting her judgment because she's not always like that either. I wish her, I don't know, I hope, I mean, I know a thing or two about being addicted, so I just wish her the best. I don't know what to say about it, really. Yeah, it's um, kind of interesting. Now, um, I do know, like, for instance, diabetics who drink alcohol, you know how it affects their behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they got a double whammy there because, one, they can't necessarily control their behavior when they're on alcohol. But, two, it affects their diabetes. Mm. The reason being is because alcohol... Now, in some cases, alcohol will actually lower your blood sugar. In other instances, it'll actually raise it. And um, so it can't keep it steady. So people who actually do suffer from diabetes, they... There's a reason why doctors limit their drinks to like one or two max a day and no more than that because if so, they might end up in like a diabetic coma because it may drop it like a rock or it may raise it too. So it's, it's like super unpredictable. Mm. But anyways, I, I can't think of anything more on mental Mm-mm. stuff. So We'll do um, an episode tomorrow maybe. Yeah, I guess so. We'll do another episode for another day, I guess. So, anyways, I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. I know it was a little bit weird, but we just decided we were going to try out the sound and talk about something. So, thank you so much for listening. Remember to be kind to each other because that's what matters. And, of course, uh, this podcast was not meant to offend anyone. So, please don't go get on the rag and start telling your boss hey she's talking about us again if my old workplace is listening because you guys suck anyways all right so be kind to each other and i know that sounds like kind of ironic how i'm telling you you guys suck but be kind to each other anyways (coughs) there she goes well thank you guys thank you for having me margaret well thank you so much for being on and making it interesting persia because um yeah I've been wanting a guest on this show forever, and so I finally did it. Yay, you. That's awesome. All right, you take care. This has been Margaret Home Frequence, and you have a great day.